Praise the Lord. Welcome to our podcast. We are on a series and the theme is called Building Faith in These Times. This is the sixth episode in this series and um, we have been blessed so far. We have been blessed so far. Uh, we have one more, one more episode to go after this one. It's, it's a seven-part series. And that is going to do a... Re- that, in the seventh episode, there's going to be a recap of everything that we've learned. And then we'll go to the final thing. Uh, let us pray. Oh, Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the opportunity to fellowship with your word. For the opportunity to learn at your feet for the opportunity to be with you in spirit consciously and learn more. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you bless us with your word and let your word grow in our heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that questions are answered, they are strengthened in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. So today, we will continue, as I said, with uh, the series that we started. It's called Building Faith in These Times. And this episode 6 talks about the fear of the Lord. Our anchor text is taken from the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20 to 25. But I'll read from 20 to 23. You know, the Bible says, you know, in church rather, when we say, you know, um, building up yourself on your most holy faith what's the next thing that comes to our minds praying in the holy ghost so many times we believe that praying in the holy ghost is the only way to build up yourself on your most holy faith i mean not that it is directly said but it is somewhat insinuated right and it probably has misled a couple of folks which i believe it's true um, but if you notice that scripture, Jude chapter 1 verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. But that's, that statement ends with a comma, not a full stop. Then he goes on to say, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Right, then he now says, And, which means it's, uh, it's adjoining that previous statement which means that there's other things you need to do right it says have compassion making a distinction right but others save with fear pulling them out of the fire hating even the garment defiled by the flesh now it didn't talk about the fear of the lord but it says save with fear and i want to just hammer on that and say what i believe the lord wants me to talk about today and it is the fear of the lord it is the fear of the lord it is the fear of the Lord. It is the fear of the Lord. I'm sorry. Um, it is the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 33, verse 17 to 19, it says, A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither or neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those who fear him on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Praise God. Amen. Okay. So what does it mean to fear the Lord? 
since this place clearly talks about in Psalms 33 verse 18 says behold the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him we'll talk about his eye but we need to talk about his fear what does it mean to fear the Lord because sometimes when we say fear we think fear is always a bad thing but in this context it isn't because when you really check what it really means it means to revere to be in awe of someone right to to fear the lord is to revere him deeply with very deep respect right so what what it means to fear the lord right it is to have great reverence for him that is deep respect for him which means that we do everything to and for his glorification right is that is in honor of him hallelujah praise the lord um a common thing we talk about in church today is tithing and you know there, there are a lot of factions should we tithe should we not tithe so on and so forth and you know the church is pretty much distraught in some way about that topic but i want us to i want to take us to that portion of scripture well, i'm not even going to take you there i'm just going to take you to a place before it malachi 310 right is the scripture of dispute where it says bring you all the tithe into the house you know and so on and so forth but i want to take us all the way back to malachi chapter 1 verse 6 to 7 i'll just read verse 6 it says a son honors his father and a servant his master if then i be a father where is my honor and if i be a master where is my fear says the lord of hosts unto you O priests that despise my name and you say wherein have you despised my name then he went on to say verse 7 you know you've polluted the bread upon which my altar and you say wherein have you polluted the and so on and so forth so the problem was not bringing a 10 percent the problem was not bringing the offering because not just tithe but it was also their thing the problem was they were not doing it with reverence or respect they were doing it as a routine and but then he was even saying that um, um god was speaking through prophet malachi that they were even going as far as polluting the bread praise god i need you to understand that your first offering <clears throat> is not your money your first offering is your heart <clears throat> and in giving your heart to god you are giving him honor you are paying deep respect to him and giving your heart to God is not just that thing you do when you recite the sinner's prayer and say, Dear Lord, dear Lord, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. I believe he died for me. And so, no, 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 no. Giving your heart to God is something you do on a regular basis. If not, there will not be any need for repentance. Hallelujah. Giving your heart to God is the utmost show of reverence, honor, and respect. If not, there will be no, any, there will be no need for repentance. And that is why honoring God and paying him deep respect is how we fear him. Malachi was saying that these priests no longer had fear for God. They no longer had respect for him. They didn't care. They just did what they felt like doing. And uh, um, some of us Christians too have stopped caring about God. We still go to church, we still pray in tongues, we still study our Bibles. But we've stopped caring about him. We just we just do things. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, it says, Whether therefore you eat 
or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. That is, do it all to the honor of God. Do it all for the sake of respecting our Father in heaven. Because He is God. To be God is a title of sovereignty, which means the power that He has is absolute, divine and pure. Void of any corruption. We need to fear the Lord, people. That is the message today. Because if we must help people, right, like I taught in the last episode last week, if you must help people, you must do it with a lot of reverence in your heart, not seeking to, 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 to receive any glory. If you must help people, if you must save people, we need to do it with fear. We need to do it with reverence. We need to do it with honor. To fear the Lord is to depend upon His help. It is to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, acknowledging Him in all that you do, knowing that He is wiser and stronger than you are. Yes, we say that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. I know all things. I have understanding than my teachers. I can do this. I can do that. But listen, the Holy Spirit has had the mind of Christ longer than you've had. So listen to Him. When you listen to Him, you are displaying fear for Him. You are showing reverence and honor because He actually knows way more than we do. He's stronger way more than we do. Than we are, rather. And that is why the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Sorry, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This means that when we acknowledge God, He shares what He knows with us. Listen, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This means, again, that when we acknowledge God, He shares what He knows with us. And what He knows is all there is to know. It is absolutely infallible. To fear the Lord is to be absolutely vulnerable to Him. Because the Bible says in Psalms chapter 34, verse 18, the Lord is near to those who, are, who have a broken heart and He saves such as have a contrite spirit. To fear the Lord, to respect Him, to revere Him is also to be vulnerable to Him. Listen, fear is a choice. You can choose not to honor God. You can choose not to fear him because many times we feel like, you know, respecting and paying so much homage to him is, is, is we, you know, um, um, subjugating ourselves unduly to, to a God that I'm not even sure. Listen, listen, God is not a man. God is not a taskmaster. Praise God. You can choose not to serve him. But I've tried and I realized that it is vain to live life without God. It is. It is vain. Fear is a choice. A soul... Fear is a choice. But let me say this. A soul that will not fear cannot receive guidance. A soul that cannot receive guidance cannot be renewed. And a soul that cannot be renewed is dead already. That soul will die in installments. Let me tell you. Because when you fear the Lord, He will guide you with His eyes. His eyes 
or his eye rather, will rest upon you. Because when you show God that you respect him and you honor him and you are depending on his help, he will definitely help you. But when you choose not to fear him, it means that you've just declared anarchy, which means that you can do things on your own. You have declared independency from God or independence rather from God, which means you have told him clearly speaking without audible words that you can do and deal without him. And that is very dangerous territory. Because what happens is that pride begins to set in. And pride is not something that you can always see by the, by the words or hear by the words of someone or by the actions and displays of someone. Fear, pride, like many other things, begins in your heart. It begins in your heart. And, fear, and pride enters when fear for God leaves. Hallelujah. Now let me ask you, what happens when we are not vulnerable to Him? What happens when we stop fearing God? What happens when we stop being vulnerable to Him? When we stop depending on Him? Let me tell you what happens. Uh, the answer is in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Sorry. Romans chapter 1 and verse 21 to 23. It's a lot. I, was, I could have read Romans chapter 1 verse 21 to 32, but it's a lot. Romans chapter 1 verse 21 to 23 says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations. Point one. Scholars call this the seven stages of Gentile world apostasy. <laughs> That's deep. Alright? So what happens when you stop being vulnerable to God? The first thing that happens is that you become vain in your imagination. But it actually really starts from this. When you stop fearing Him, you don't you no longer know Him as God. That means you don't give Him His due respect. The second thing is that you stop glorifying Him. You stop being thankful for Him for Him. But those are the effects. Now look at the causes. Oh, sorry, those are the causes rather. Now, look at the effects. English is very awesome today. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says you will become vain in your imaginations, which means you will begin to run for, you begin to run after things. You begin to chase after things that cannot satisfy. You know why? Because there is a void in man that only God can feel. So when you begin to chase after things, it means that the fear of the Lord is no longer in your heart. And so you'll be seeking, you'll be seeking fulfillment from things that cannot that cannot fill you you begin to seek fulfillment from things that cannot fill you hallelujah my brother my sister if you're listening to this and i trust that you are safety happens when we fear the lord he goes on to say that and their foolish heart was darkened, which means it's difficult to know what to do. It's difficult to receive instructions. It's difficult to it's difficult to know just what to do. Then you begin to take your cues only from the stock market. You begin to take your directions from the news, right? Which is largely falsified, by the way, right? And we begin to take our cues from from. Yes, we are smart. Yes, we have PhDs. Yes, we know we, we are well-educated. But we begin to make very, very, very silly mistakes. We begin to 
we begin to attain a state of emptiness. We've heard of billionaires who have jumped off the skyscrapers that they owned and committed suicide. You know why? Because no matter how much money you have, it will never be enough. He went on to say in verse 22, he says, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Verse 23, And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God onto an image made like to a corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and to creeping things. This is just trying to say that they began to worship each other. They began to, they began to become, they became obsessed with one another. Man began to obsess over things, over animals, over people. And because when we stop communing with God in reverence and in respect, what happens is the devil has right to commune with us. And he went on to say in verse 24, it says, Wherefore, then God just, you know, left them. Because God will not stay in a place that he is not wanted in. God will not stay with a person who does not want him. And it says, then God gave them up to the uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their bodies between themselves, which means when you stop fearing God, God begins to fear you. <laughs> he allows you just to do the nastiest things you can ever think about. Right? And to dishonor your body and to sin against your body is the same thing. So to sin against your body is to dishonor your body. It is to abuse the purpose for which your body was created. And if you read down all the way to verse 32, there were so many things that began to happen. Fornication, homosexuality, and so on and so forth. So listen, the cure to homosexuality is not rehab. The cure to homosexuality is love. I just thought to just drop that in. It's absolute display of God's affection. And listen, if you really honor the Lord, if you really fear the Lord, you will honor men regardless of their sexual pre preferences. You will honor men. And when you honor men, you display God's love. And when you display God's love to these people, you accept them for who they are. And then just allow the Spirit of the Lord begin to change them from within. You can't, you can't change people from the outside, telling them, no, you must do this, you must do that, blah, 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 blah. No. You change people by first forgiving them and loving them. If you love the Lord, you will truly love people. Because to really love people is to really forgive people. Because people sometimes behave like goats. So you will pre-approve people for forgiveness even before they hurt you. Forgiveness is the panacea for strife and envy. If you fear the Lord, you will hope in His mercy. You will depend on His help. You will depend upon His trust. And guess what happens? When we love the Lord and when we fear Him, He will keep our souls alive. He will keep us alive in famine. That is, because, because when we started reading, we, we started reading 
Jude chapter 1 verse 20. We started reading Psalms chapter 33 verse 17 to 19. Let's read 18 to 19 now. He says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, on who on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive in famine. Listen, to deliver someone's souls from death, which means um, they will not break connection with God. Meaning that if you fear the Lord, the Lord will always be in touch with you. He will always be online with you. He will always be connected to you. And He will keep you alive in famine. He will keep you cheerful even in times of recession. He will keep you cheerful by restoring the state of your heart and making sure that you are taken care of. Let me ask you today. Do you still have respect for the Lord? Or church is just like an everyday thing for you now, or an every week thing. If you have stopped fearing the Lord, if you have stopped disrespecting the Lord, I would like to just call out to you today and ask you to just open your heart and receive the Lord again and tell the Lord, I am sorry. Just like the prodigal son who asked the Lord, who asked his father for for his inheritance and then took away with it and went away, you know, and spent, spent and splurged and lost everything. He came back in repentance knowing that his father still loved him. Listen, God still loves you. Bible, the Bible says that the Lord is able to even save to the uttermost, meaning that no matter how far gone you are, even if you are a drug addict or you you are homosexual, you 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 have mad addictions, you hate people, you just want to be alone. Listen, God still loves you, and if you give Him a chance, He will love the hell out of you. I just want you to open your heart and just try him again and say, Lord, I'm sorry for everything that I have done. I'm sorry for for trying to lead myself. I was trying to make sense out of life, but I was trying to reason it through without you. And my life is empty. Lord, I'm lifting my heart to you today or tonight that you fill me up again with your love. Just open your heart where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your precious child who is under the sound of my voice. Ask, Lord, that you heal them, Lord, from their mistakes. You heal them from the scars of their mistakes. Just like you healed me. Just like you healed people in the Bible. Just like you healed men in our contemporary times. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you heal them. You are able to strengthen their weak hands. You are able to confirm their feeble knees. You are able to strengthen their fearful hearts. You are are able to open their blind eyes and unstop their deaf ears. You You are able to revive their dead. Lord, I ask that by your mercy, by your help, that you revive this person right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. If you prayed this prayer with me, just send us an email, right? And um, let us share with us your spiritual experience from this podcast. God bless you. I love you very, very, very much. Don't forget to listen to the other episodes and know that it is possible to build your faith even in these times. God bless you.